This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold Golden and Gregory. Welcome to Energy Matters, a show about how you can save money on your utility bills, use technology wisely, and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Here's your host, veteran energy regulator and clean energy expert, Commissioner Tim Eccles. Thank you, Scott Slade. It's always great to be saving money on that power bill, using technology wisely, and living a more sustainable life. Hey, this is Tim Eccles on the road in Augusta, Georgia, with our old friend, John Noel, uh, who calls Augusta his home now. John, welcome back to the show. Well, delighted to be here. Always is. John, Augusta is, uh, we were talking earlier, uh, it was an early outpost of Savannah after James Oglethorpe founded Savannah, eventually a, a big trading community. You're living on the river in a boat, actually, that you are restoring uh i ever think you'd be building a boat right well it feels like building a boat it's renovating an old boat i love old historic stuff and boy a boat is a project but this is a beauty it is a what's called a stern wheel which is basically a fancy word for a paddle boat and i'm told that it's the only operational paddle boat privately held east of the mississippi river Wow. So it's sitting on the Savannah River. There's a number of other boats, uh, I, I guess, moored there at the marina that you're living at. Uh, you've you've been in Augusta now for a couple of years. Uh, what do you like about the town? I Listen, I, I think Augusta is a jewel that uh, I think a lot of, uh, frankly, a lot of Georgia may have forgotten about. Uh, because we're on the edge of the state, uh, we have this beautiful asset of a river. Uh, guys, the downtown is gorgeous. People are starting to find out about it. The cyber building, the Nathan Deal Cybersecurity Building, Fort Gordon just picked up 10,000 cyber jobs. Um, it is really becoming a revitalizing town, and in part because young people are moving into it. And there's you know good, bad, right, or wrong. You and I have disagreements on this, but the Vogel Plant Project has definitely injected a lot of money into this region. So if you think about some of the other Georgia towns like Columbus, that's kind of been revitalized by the university. Uh, SCAD has kind of done this in Savannah. Is 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 the college scene and, and young people at college positively impacting downtown uh, downtown Augusta? Another asset for Augusta is all the colleges and university of University of Augusta. You have the dental college. Uh, I mean, just all these things are downtown and or around town. Uh, and so it really drives a, a younger population, an educated population uh, and people that, you know, I, I'm doing a development, for example, a very green one that will have housing that a lot of what I'm really trying to target the students. Back on your boat, uh, I had a chance to tour it today. I've got multi-decks, a replica of an old paddle wheel boat, except not a giant one like you would see on the river in Savannah, but just kind of a miniature paddle wheel boat. What do you eventually hope to do with it? So I'm it will be my residence when I'm in Augusta. It will be an Airbnb, uh, and and because you know I'm not there all the time, let's leverage it. People need to enjoy it. Um, there's a pedestrian bridge. They've turned the Fifth Street Bridge over the river into a pedestrian bridge. So eventually, what I'll do is is use it for as a business thing because it'll be an Airbnb. But also, just want to I want to donate it for uh, events, you know, and have like fundraisers and things. Take it out on the river and let let it be uh, like a perk for the VIP of some of something that comes to town. The Augusta uh, Nationals also that's a big deal. 
Yeah, let's talk energy for just a second because we've got a new year, and I know at the commission we do our uh, triannual uh, uh, energy planning, the IRP, and then the the rate case. We've got the uh, the the Biden infrastructure package uh, that's going to be bringing some money down uh, to states. Uh, and then I did a lengthy interview yesterday with uh, about electric vehicles with a guy, uh, and I, 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 I kind of apologized at the end of the interview because I was sounding very cynical, but it was about chargers and the charger money. And, uh, and, and honestly, John, I just feel like the charging network has so far to go. Oh. Uh, and, and, I, and I wonder, I mean, you've been driving a Tesla for a while. You've been tied into what I believe is the best network, the Tesla network. But everybody else is lagging behind. It's true. It's absolutely true. And unless we spend some infrastructure money and, you know, you and I spar, but I'll give you kudos when you deserve it. You are a guy early who said, let's get Georgia Power to build out a network of charging structures here. And, you know, we, we all we all pay for it. We all going to use it. And eventually uh, that network is really starting to pay dividends. But but it's a, but it's a drop in the bucket. Our state, our, our power company, our state can't do everything. We need a national structure to roll out this uh, this infrastructure. When I do my development, I'm putting in Tesla destination chargers. I'm charging you. You drop me off or I dropped you off at a, at a place that had a charger right there at the cybersecurity building. They had built in the electrical charging infrastructure to those state buildings. We need more of that. John, I was, you know, in this interview with this reporter, I was I was telling him that for non-EV drivers to create EV policy is a formula for disaster because <laughs> people that don't drive electric vehicles, they think they know what works, but they don't necessarily understand it. That's true. It's absolutely true. You you need you need good locations that have uh, access. And so I, I saw this uh, EV Go these high speed chargers in Atlanta the other day in sort of the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, the great thing about the Tesla charging network is the superchargers. There's a restaurant nearby. There's a place to go to the bathroom nearby. These these you got to do both those. You need to eat. And you need to go to the bathroom. Those are two things on a road trip that you do. And so if you're locating things in locations that don't have access to either of those two things, you're messing up. And I can't believe it, but they're building stations that uh, that don't meet those criteria. John, one of the other things I told this reporter is that while there's a lot of pioneers driving EVs now, eventually they will be more mainstream. And eventually EV customers will want more uniform pricing. And it seems like that uh, that it's the wild west out there when it comes to EV charger pricing, because we don't regulate them at the Public Service Commission. No one really regulates them. It, it's the charger owner, the landowner, uh, the network owner. And I think eventually there are going to be enough complaints from people that the government eventually winds up stepping in and coming up with some regulation for this. Though I don't, I don't look forward to that, but I believe it eventually will happen. Mm, it may, it may. I've noticed that uh, a great example in Atlanta. There's a Publix near my place in Atlanta, and I I'll pull in and charge. And I used to be able to leave the car there for two or three hours. So I'd go to the Publix, do a little shopping. I might run around, use the level two for two or three hours. Now I pull in. I I got to do my shopping within an hour because after one hour it starts to charge you at 
61 minutes and it and it assesses a fee i think it was like 250 or 350 an hour or something like that which seems kind of steep for a level two charger that's only giving you 20 miles per of range per hour i told this reporter that there really wasn't a value proposition for fast chargers these days john think about these early chargers that were installed in atlanta that eventually the equipment wasn't working they were slow they were too much per minute Uh, there's no possible way that the money was made back on that. So if you can't make your money back on these fast chargers, then probably we have a scenario like what's happened with Internet in Georgia, is that the big companies cherry-pick the best locations, and there's this massive desert of chargers across the rest of the state. Yep, that's exactly right. And that, that leads you back to the basics, which are you need a charger at your home or your business or both. And so kudos, don't say it often, but kudos to Georgia Power and to the PSC for allowing people to have a rebate to do that. So I just expanded, got a charger at my office. Well, I think I bought a subsidized uh, level two charger and it saved me 200 bucks. It was a bunch of money, 250 maybe. So a bunch of money saved and that incentivized me to put another charger in my office, not just my home. And once you have those two legs, well, boy, by golly, then it's really just you got to worry about road trips. Just a couple of minutes left uh, in this segment, John. Uh, I mean, if you had, you know, the authority over EV deployment from a federal level, how knowing what you know about Tesla's and their charging network, how would you roll out a charging network across America? I'd go poach the the guy who's rolled out Tesla's network. I mean, I would. I'd go hire that guy, and I'd say, "Look, I I I want you to roll out a national network, uh, I, and and we need to incorporate it with green power too." I mean, I there's it, got to be a way to marry some green energy sources with uh with an EV charging network, and not just that's feeding off that coal plant. Uh, a great example is the, in the Canal Authority here in Augusta, we have a, a Tesla charger that's connected to a actual water generation facility. So when I plug my Tesla in at the Enterprise Mill Tesla charger, which, by the way, is free, thank you, uh, Fat Man's Catering, uh, when I plug into that, I am burning 100% green water power all the time because water power runs all the time. Just the last minute here, uh, EVs are gaining in popularity. What do you see over 2022 uh, for EV successes? Uh, prices keep coming down. Batteries keep going. The prices keep going down. From my perspective, a good thing. We have a Democratic administration um, that, is, that cares about incentives for EVs. And so one way or the other, we're going to have more incentives. So I think incentives, the general inertia, major companies saying, all we're doing are building EVs. It is, it is the mojo, the mo is moving in the right direction. Well, John, good to be back with you. Thanks for being on the show today. Yes, sir. Good to be with you. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. Stick around. We'll be right back with another segment. You're listening to Energy Matters.
Energy Matters would like to thank GasSouth for its support of the show. GasSouth has a no-deposit policy and offers some of the lowest per-therm rates in the state. Use the promo code MATTERS for a special deal. GasSouth, the difference is good. GasSouth believes in the difference we can all make, like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit. And the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. Learn more about what makes us different at GasSouth.com. GasSouth. The difference is good. BMVW is the place in Metro Atlanta to get your used hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or fully electric car. They're located on the south side near the airport, but it is well worth the drive. Go online to look at their inventory at ev-hybrid.com and set up a time to see the vehicle or even drive it for up to three days. I don't know of anywhere else in Metro Atlanta that you can do that. That's ev-hybrid.com, the best deal in town. ev-hybrid.com, ev-hybrid.com. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold, Golden, and Gregory, an AMLAW 200 law firm with 180 attorneys in Atlanta and Washington, D.C. They take a business sensibility approach when advising clients. They provide industry knowledge, attention to detail, transparency, and value to help businesses and individuals achieve their definition of success. AGG subscribes to the belief not if, but how. We thank John Gornall and all the attorneys and staff at AGG for sponsoring our show. Hey, Tim Eccles, uh, welcome back to Energy Matters. My host, Casey Boyce, Indicator. Casey, how's it going? Hey, good. Good morning, Tim, and good morning, everyone out there. I hope you're enjoying your coffee this morning. Casey, you know, we've been interviewing people on the radio for three years uh, about ways to save money on your power bill, to live a more sustainable life, and to use technology wisely. And after three years and 156 episodes of this, we've just, you know, collectively met a lot of people, seen a lot of great ideas. And I really have been wanting, Casey, to do something to honor these people, particularly the ones in Georgia, and to be able to give them the shout out that they deserve. Yeah, well, you know, Tim, one of the things that I love doing the show, uh, uh, besides hanging out with you, of course, is the fact that there's so much going on in Georgia. And I think people outside the state often look at the Southeast, look at Georgia and say, oh, you know, maybe there's not a whole lot going on there with sustainability or energy. And it couldn't be farther from the truth. There's a lot of really, really interesting and impactful things happening here. Um, So, you know, I love that we're going to be doing some work this year um, to to really recognize those outstanding projects in sustainability, electric transportation, energy, and, and other areas. Casey, over the next couple of months, we're going to ask people to nominate possible award winners for 18 categories. And we're going to go through these categories on the show today so that folks kind of know uh, who to nominate. These are very specific awards. Um, The winners will receive a beautiful commissioned piece of art that YKK, the Japanese fastener company, has commissioned over the last 40 years from the same artist, limited prints. This will be framed, be hand-delivered to their location and presented. And Casey, then we're going to interview 
every guest on the radio uh, that's received the award, as well as all, uh, as well as talk about all the an- other nominations that they were up against, which I'm sure will be with merit in its own right, and then be able to showcase that for our listeners here on Energy Matters. Yeah, so later this year, listeners can expect to hear about really the best of the best of what's happening in Georgia, as well as some other interesting things that are going on. Tim, before we get into the categories here, for listeners that might be aware of a project or, you know, as they're listening to us talk, want to nominate someone, how can they do that? Yeah, we want to make this as easy as possible. And, uh, you know, this is being done out of my official office at the Georgia Public Service Commission. So you can email my assistant, Faith Henning, just at F Henning at PSC, like Public Service Commission, dot GA dot gov. But Casey, if folks want to go to our Twitter handle at Matters Radio and just send a direct message or send us a message, uh, you know, uh, and say, hey, I'd, I'd like to nominate someone, we will then just circle back with you with a, a private email if you give us your email address. So even on a direct message, we'll do this uh, and gather the information that we need from you in order to be able to do our research on the project and to be able to put it in front of our judges and so that these judges will have the information that they need. That's perfect. Well, so folks, if, if you're aware of anything that should be recognized as Tim and I go through here, uh, talk about the categories, talk about some examples, um, or, you know, it sparks any ideas on your end, just get in touch. Hit us up at Matters Radio on Twitter. Yeah, so let's let's start. Remember, there are 18 categories, and the first category, and again, these will be rolled out systematically. So the first uh, in the summer, uh, probably the first week of June, we will award this first category, the best sustainability project by a city. And Casey, uh, cities uh, are doing more and more, not only to set kind of clean energy goals, But now, you know, they're doing projects around making those goals a reality. That's right. And, you know, there are cities around uh, the state that are really putting a lot of time and effort into sustainability, of course, near and dear to my heart, city of Atlanta and their Beltline project. Uh, as listeners know, I you know worked on that years ago, um, but there are a lot of other really interesting things that are happening elsewhere that are helping ensure a more sustainable environment for people who live in the cities. And Casey, some of these projects come about as a result of someone getting elected to a city council position, right? So they maybe they're passionate about clean energy. Maybe not. Maybe they just hear about a technology or an innovation and they go, you know what? I'm going to make that part of my platform. If I ever get elected, I'm going to do that. So they get elected. They wind up at a city council meeting in a committee uh, and they say, hey, why don't we why don't we have electric cars do our parking enforcement in Savannah? That's right. Hey, why don't why don't we get involved in Athens, Georgia with composting from our residents, taking it to our own landfill, which we own, and turning it into nice black soil that all these master gardeners who get degrees from the University of Georgia can use in their rose gardens, right? I mean, these ideas, yep. Casey, come about oftentimes not, you know, necessarily out of some policy paper or some think tank, but just simply a person who's now a public servant who has a good idea. 
That's right. Yeah, Casey, you were on a board in Decatur. Didn't you show up at that board and your other civic duties in the city of Decatur? And with you came your ideas, right? That's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was on the Environmental Sustainability Board for the city of Decatur that provides uh, advice and recommendations to the city commission. Um, And, you know, one of the things that we did, and certainly did a lot during my tenure there, but one of the things that we did there was uh, get in place a uh, green building ordinance um, to make sure that the built environment is more sustainable and and that's had a really big impact as you know people have done major renovations people have done teardowns new buildings uh, etc here in the city of Decatur yeah so as you go from north to south east to the west in the state of Georgia there are projects out there that cities and we're talking about cities at this point that they've done and we would love for you to nominate one of those just send my assistant, Faith Henning, an email, henning at psc.ga.gov, or hit us up on Twitter's, Twitter at Matters Radio and let us know about this city project. Uh, again, not an idea. We're looking for things that have actually been done. Nothing wrong with ideas, but uh, Casey, moving something from an idea to a reality, that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think this next category is really exciting for that exact reason. So the next category is the best sustainability project by a small company. And by small company, we mean companies with less than 50 employees. And why that's really interesting to me, one, to your point, right, it can be difficult to put into practice ideas and particularly difficult if you're really focused on the day-to-day needs of your business and doing something, you know, related to sustainability sort of outside those bounds. But what's really interesting to me, Tim, about this category is that within the work that I do, when we look at businesses, an increasing number of them are putting in place sustainability plans or climate plans or other energy related plans, Um, even the smaller businesses, right? Some large businesses, you know, Walmart, you know, GM, et cetera, they've been doing this kind of thing for quite a while, but it's getting down to these smaller enterprises and not only is it becoming a core strategic part of what they're doing, but they can also be a little bit more innovative than some of the larger players can. So I'm really excited uh, to see uh, you know what we we get out of this. Lots of small businesses around the state, of course. It's it's the basis for the economy, right? Is is small businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, so uh, excited, Tim. What have you seen in in that space in your travels around the state? You know, I think about. One of our sponsors, BMVW Auto Sales, it sells a lot of electric uh, and plug-in hybrid and hybrid vehicles. Mosin Tusi uh, decided that he was going to build a massive solar canopy with batteries and, and charge his cars from the sun. And so an enormous investment to cover half of his parking lot with solar panels uh, that you can drive up under and even plug into. I mean, this is a company with about 10 employees. I mean, that's a significant investment for an entrepreneur, essentially, uh, to do. I mean, it's one thing, Casey, if, if you're Home Depot your Walmart, and you've got corporate saying, we're going to do this in our store and you must implement it. That's one thing. Another thing for an entrepreneur who's going to take part of his hard-earned cash and spend it on a project like that. 
Absolutely. Well, and what I love about what Mosin's done is that it connects the dots for his customers, right? He sells a lot of uh, electric vehicles and plug-in hybrid vehicles. And so people who are going there to buy uh, an EV, a used EV, um, you know, they see that solar and they've got that fast charger there on site. So they really have the ability to make that connection from an energy standpoint. And Casey, the next category is the best sustainability project by a large company. And we're we're in no way dissing these large companies or, or being cynical about how they operate. In fact, the great thing about large is that you can do things at scale. You can do things at more than one location simultaneously because, well, you own all the stores. So when you see an entity that decides, okay, you know what, we're going to put solar on all our distribution centers or a company like ikea for example a very early adopter in rooftop solar uh, on their both their distribution centers and their retail operations Uh, and so in a way they were pioneers they were kind of leading the way and honestly casey i think i mean that's going to be part of the rubric that our judges are looking at okay how long have they been has this company been doing this? How committed were they? How much grief did they take early on? How difficult was it to pull something like this off? What's so the you impact do get then? Cr- yeah. Yeah. So you've actually increased the um, amount of impact that you had. But Casey, we've got so many categories to cover. So folks, stick around. We're talking about this Energy Matters Awards. We'll be back to discuss more categories in just a minute. This is Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. Creative Solar USA is a Georgia-based turnkey installer of innovative solar panel systems. With their NABCEP certified installers, they ensure you receive the highest quality solar energy system in the industry. They're proud to work with you before, during, and after the install, blending customer demand, system capability, and expertise to provide the best service possible. Contact them today at 770-485-7438 or creativesolarusa.com. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We talk all the time on Energy Matters about buying a used EV instead of a new one. Let someone else pay the depreciation. BMVW Auto Sales, one of our show sponsors, can fix you up. Go to their website at ev-hybrid.com to see the ever-changing inventory. BMVW has every brand, every type of EV, and they'll even let you test drive it for three days, show you how to charge it and drive it for maximum performance. That's ev-hybrid.com, ev-hybrid.com. Reducing pollution from the transportation industry is an important goal, and few alternative vehicle fuels offer the distinct advantages of compressed natural gas. I myself drive an F-150 C&G pickup. Marlin Compression, part of Marlin Gas Services, is helping to usher in this clean energy future to the Port of Savannah, too. Not only is Marlin Compression a trusted provider of CNG for fleet fueling, they are also working with Port Fueling Center on a state-of-the-art CNG truck fueling facility. Learn more about the distinct economic and environmental advantages of using natural gas for trucking fleets of all sizes and explore all of Marlin services by visiting marlincompression.com. That's marlincompression.com. Calculate your savings today. Hey, Tim Eccles back on Energy Matters with my co-host Casey Boyce talking about 
the Energy Matters Awards, Casey, and the fact that we need folks to nominate Georgia entities, and we're kind of going through each of the awards. Casey, which one did we talk about already? And let's bring our listeners up to speed. Yeah, so we've already spoken about the categories of best sustainability projects by a city, by a small company, those uh, companies under 50 employees, and, and by a large company. And we've got a whole host of other sustainability-related awards. Um, the, the next one on the list here is sustainability projects by faith community. And lots of faith communities have put a lot of emphasis on creation care. Georgia Interfaith Power and Light has been one of the the key resources for churches and synagogues and and other faith communities. And there's some really interesting things out there. Tim, has has your church done anything related to uh, to sustainability? No, I've tried to get them to do EV chargers. I haven't been successful. There's a number of us at at church that drive EVs, including my friend Mark Kuntz, who runs Mitsubishi HVAC out in Gwinnett County. And we've featured him on the radio before. Casey, in some ways, it is more difficult for the faith community to to do these projects. One, parishioners often, you know, say, yeah, I don't know if I want my donations going towards this. And and so it's harder to get consensus. And then a lot of times churches are a little bit more financially constrained. Casey, uh, I know you, you know, you serve on a nonprofit that has done some of this, but uh, do you find it a little difficult for faith communities to engage in this area? Yeah, it can be for the reasons that that you speak of and the fact that, you know, you've got such an uneven usage at the the actual church buildings, right? So, you know, you may have folks coming in Wednesday evening, of course, Sunday, but, you know, it's not occupied nine to five every day in the same way that, uh, you know, a commercial property is or, you know, overnight like a home is. And so that makes some of these things more challenging. Um, but, you know, I think, Tim, you're, you're – um, you, you sort of led up to this is really the commitment that the the faith community has. So, you know, my church is is um, moving to a new building and they're going to be putting in a bunch of EV chargers and they're renovating and putting, you know, an emphasis on efficiency. And that's something that's really core, uh, you know, to the, the congregation. So, um, you know, it is that commitment. And there are some really interesting things that are happening. Well, if you know a sustainability project at a, at, at, at a church or a uh, or a, a faith-based school or faith-based nonprofit, you, you should submit that to us. You can just email F. Henning, my assistant, F. Henning at psc.ga.gov or hit us up at Matters Radio on Twitter. We'll let you know what we need to get them into the balloting. We would love to hear about your project by a faith community. The next category is the best sustainability project by a transportation-related company. And Casey, uh, you know, a couple things come to my mind. Lyft, the rideshare company, running 50 electric cars in Atlanta. That was significant. And they've you know, been doing that for about three years. I think about uh, Old Town Trolley in Savannah running propane in their trolley vans instead of diesel. These things are at ground level. They're doing a lot of starting and stopping. And Old Town Trolley uh, runs uh, runs the the historic tours down there, and uh, you know these these trolleys don't have windows, so it, when they're stopped, the fumes are coming in, and so by running propane, uh, it really is a much cleaner tour. Very cool. 
So the, the next uh, category that we've got here is best sustainability project by hospitality industry. And of course, we've got a lot of great places to go visit across the state. Um, and, you know, they're buildings and they're occupied to, to our point earlier. They're occupied pretty regularly. And I know that a lot of hotel companies have placed a uh, an emphasis on sustainability, both of the building and, you know, some of them even providing EV charging for guests who are, are coming in an EV. It's great to see that take more of a prominence and you know, used chargers down on Jekyll Island when we were there for the uh, Georgia Energy Conference. Yeah, Casey, I think about these European hotels, and I, I really don't see this in American hotels, but go in a European hotel and they require you to put your key card in a little slot that turns everything on. And then when you mm-hmm. leave, you pull it out and it automatically shuts everything down. And I, I think sometimes, Casey, we just need to make it easier for people to be green. Absolutely. Uh, we, we, we maybe make it too hard. And so when a hotel does something like that with that key card, it's an easy, an easy way to be energy efficient while you're traveling. Absolutely. So next one we've got, we're sticking with sustainability and uh, looking at manufacturing companies. And of course, we've got an increased amount of manufacturing here, and some of which is is in, um, you know, one of our favorite areas to talk about, which is electric vehicle supply chain, right? We've got the uh, the SK Innovations plant up in, in Commerce, and they're, they're building additional capacity up there. We've got solar manufacturing up in uh, Whitfield County. Of course, we've got the Kia plant, but there's lots of other manufacturing uh, across the state of Georgia. We're looking for those companies that have looked for ways, creative ways maybe, to reduce their impact. I think about Mark Kuntz that we mentioned earlier at Mitsubishi, uh, Herschel Winters, who works for Radiant Solar now, one of his first jobs was working for Mitsubishi and designing a zero waste to landfill policy for them way back. Very cool. Way back before people were, were really talking about it. But, you know, no surprise that a Japanese company was really thinking about ways not to throw things into a landfill, because that is something if you've ever been to Tokyo and you've ever really studied Japanese companies, they really are tuned in to recycling and repurposing and really recycling in the proper way, Casey, where you are separating lots of different things out. It's not just one recycle bin and one landfill bin. No, no, it's many, many things to make sure that these things are recycled in the best way possible. Absolutely. So next up is Best Sustainability Project by an Educational Institution. We've talked about that on the show uh, quite a bit. We've had guests from Emory. Uh, we've talked about Agnes Scott. We've talked about Berry College. Um, and, you know, again, this is an area where it can be difficult to put some of these projects into place. It requires a lot of commitment. But at the same time, the opportunity is huge, not just from an environmental perspective, but also from a, a you know, kind of mission uh, perspective and educating the students as to, you know, what it means to be sustainable and what's possible. Casey, I think about Dublin High School down in middle Georgia. They got solar. They were the first high school in Georgia to get solar, and they've had it on for quite a few years. I think they they put it on in 13 or 14. Again, that was a pioneering decision by a board of education elected. You know, in middle Georgia, not a rich town. That's the kind of thing that about this that's really intriguing to me, looking at, you know, just, you know, how difficult was it to pull this off? 
And just a shout out real quick to the EMCs that have been big supporters of these sorts of energy projects at uh, at high schools across the state, um, particularly in the rural areas. So um, uh, definitely a, a nice partner there. So Tim, the next categories we're moving into EVs. And of course, we talk a lot about electric vehicles on the show here, um, but a similar kind of set of categories, right? We're looking at large companies, small companies, et cetera, uh, around EV implementation. Yeah, I think about companies like Cox Enterprises that put uh, really uh, hundreds of chargers at their corporate headquarters. And uh, early, uh, they did this. Uh, and not just you know, five, not just 10, but hundreds. Uh, and that kind of thing sends a message to employees that, hey, we want you to consider this. Absolutely. Next category here um, is a little bit interesting. And, and Tim, I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. This EV Autonomous Award. How the heck did you come up with that? Well, I think autonomous vehicles, I mean, no, no further than the Teslas, you know, that have the various modes of autonomy. Uh, you know, these vehicles uh, and this policy is coming. States like Georgia changing insurance rules and other things to get ready for it. You know, big companies like Ryder uh, and and uh, other truck leasing companies are doing things to get ready for it, Casey. And I just think that we need to be thinking about this and giving a shout out to the people that are at the cusp, you know, of the of this happening. Yeah. And I, I think back to the tour that you did at North Avenue a number of years back and the work that Georgia Tech is doing on this. Um, there's there's some interesting things happening to your point around EV autonomy here in the state. So the next group, and, and Tim, we're kind of rounding down the end of the segment here, but uh, we're focusing on energy efficiency, both for municipalities and institutions, um, kind of a subset of sustainability. But uh, there's there's some specific things that, you know, these uh, organizations uh, can do around being more efficient with the energy that they're using. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Casey, technology is cool, but it, putting insulation uh, you know, into a building uh, is is not really sexy or cool, but it has an impact. And there are other simple things that companies can do uh, and cities can do. I mentioned the insulation. City of Clarkston provided uh, about a two thousand dollar grant, uh, you know, to a certain number of residents to be able to upgrade uh, upgrade their home when Mayor Ted Terry was there. And uh, you know, two thousand. Well, could it be more? Yes, it could be more. But it's a beginning. And it also uh, would pay for insulation in a small house. So I think there are things that that can be done. Casey, we got to come back for one more one more segment to finish this out today. We still got several awards to talk about. Uh, we're talking about the Energy Matters Awards, and Casey and I are going through each category. If you have a nomination to make for one of these awards, you can do that at, to Faith Henning, my assistant, F Henning at PSC.ga. Gov. Stick around. We've got one more segment where we're going to talk about uh, the Energy Matters Awards and how you might be a part of it. This is Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. Hey, Tim Eccles here, host of Energy Matters. Solar's growing like crazy in Georgia, and I certainly say buyer beware. It's great to have companies like Creative Solar USA on the job. Russ, why do folks need to reach out to you? Tim, we're going on to our 14th year, and we have the best staff and most experienced installers in the state to get the job done right. You can find out more at creativesolarusa.com or call 770-485-7438. That's creativesolarusa.com. 
Tim Eccles, host of Energy Matters, here with Jeff Pratt of Green Power EMC. Jeff, more and more EMCs are offering solar to their members, and you're seeing it grow like crazy across rural Georgia. Tim, you're right. Co-ops in Georgia are doing a great job of deploying solar across the state. In fact, they're leaders in the country with respect to engaging customers and deploying large-scale solar to benefit all their members. Hey, contact your EMC and ask them about their solar energy policy, or just Google Green Power EMC. This segment of Energy Matters is sponsored by Hall Booth Smith. This law firm works with over 88 Fortune 500 companies, and they have offices from Brunswick to Athens, Tifton to Columbus, and of course, Atlanta. We'd like to thank Hall Booth Smith for the great work they do with school boards, hospitals, cities, and counties all over our state. See more at hallboothsmith.com. Hey, Tim Eccles back for one more segment on Energy Matters. My host, Casey Boyce and Decatur. Casey, we're going through these Energy Matters Awards. I mean, Casey, we're three years into our show, and I just, I never thought, one, that we would have interviewed and gotten to know so many people involved with all the things that we talk about on the show. It really has been incredible, and it's going to be wonderful, really, to drill down to just the state of Georgia and to recognize some very great work. As I said on a previous segment, you know, we've had some really interesting guests. One of the things that's been really gratifying for me in in hosting the show with you is just hearing from folks what is going on in the state of Georgia. And it really is exciting. And I think, you know, these awards that we've been talking about today are a great way of recognizing the good work that's been happening across our state. Just to remind folks, uh, the Energy Matters Awards will be given out one week at a time on our show from June until we finish, which will be mid-September. Uh, we'll do 18 awards. Each winner will get an interview on the show. We'll recognize everyone that was nominated for a particular category, and we're taking you through those categories uh, today. Uh, but they'll also get a beautiful watercolor print that was commissioned by YKK, the fastener company. They were the first Japanese company in the state of Georgia. They've got facilities in Macon and Dublin. They also make architectural windows. Uh, I mean, Casey, folks don't probably don't know, but if you buy a Yeti cooler bag, it has a YKK zipper. If you buy a scuba suit that's of any decent quality, it's got a YKK zipper. I mean, th- this is a company that has been doing great things, very committed to sustainability, and they were only too happy to provide these beautiful prints that have been framed and ready to hang in a conference room or a lobby. So I'm just so excited about the opportunity to give credit where credit's due. One, I'm now envisioning all of our listeners going out and checking all of their zippers. So if, if you're doing that, uh, good on you. But uh, <laughs> but two, I, and more importantly, I, I'm hoping, you know, as we announce these awards, all of these prints uh, that you just mentioned, Tim, are, are unique um, and hoping we can put a number of these up on our Twitter feed at Matters Radio so that our listeners can see them. Uh, really nice recognition. That's great. Casey, we were going through the categories and and second two and three of the show today we went through a a series of sustainability projects that maybe had been done by a city a small company a large company faith community 
transportation company, hospitality business, manufacturing company, educational institution. And then we've got this uh, this series of awards for EV implementation for large companies, small companies, uh, for institutions. We got that autonomous award sticking out there, Casey, because I, I, I do want to recognize folks like Peachtree Corners, uh, like the studio there at the old GM plant in Doraville that that, that have they've gone they've gone ahead and taken the plunge to get an autonomous vehicle and to create the infrastructure. Yeah, they're slow. These vehicles. Uh, this is not exactly where they're going to be in the future, but you have to start somewhere. And we had uh, ended our last segment, Casey, talking about uh, if energy efficiency awards and uh, I, I'm. I wanted to put energy efficiency here, Casey, even though it's not as cool as an autonomous vehicle or or maybe EVs uh, or some of the sustainability projects, just because it is something that really makes a difference, isn't it? We had talked about municipal energy efficiency. We also have got a category around institutional energy efficiency. And, you know, Tim, one of the things that, you know, I've really been focusing on with with that is just the opportunity to save money and put it back into whatever reason the institution exists. So to, to give a concrete example, you know, schools use a lot of energy. And of course, you need to keep the lights on, you need to, you know, keep students warm or cool or, you know, comfortable at the very least. But, you know, ultimately, they're there to teach students. And so that money that's spent on energy, if you can use it more efficiently, well, you've got more money to hire and pay teachers, right? Uh, and so it, it really can be helpful in accelerating the mission of whatever the institution is. Yeah. And think about a person with a high energy burden. And we've talked about this uh, before on the show, Casey, is that, you know, if you're on a fixed income, uh, and it's a low income, uh, and your gas and your electricity at your home is is climbing up to fifteen or twenty percent of your income. It keeps you from being able to do other things. Maybe getting that more reliable car. Maybe being able to uh, to give that child the opportunity to go to a summer science camp or a summer church camp or something else that would uh, greatly benefit their lives. So, as we can help people see the value of energy efficiency, it lowers that percentage of their income that they're spending on energy-related matters. And EVs do the same thing because I've seen my my fuel bill for, for transportation with, with the two EVs I have sitting outside right now plus the, the Prius – uh, it really makes a difference in how much of your money is going towards gasoline. Well, and, and on that note, um, the next category that we've got is around CNG implementation. And I'm guessing, Tim, that, that we're thinking this is probably a little bit more targeted towards fleets. But I'd be interested to hear a little bit because you've actually driven as your personal vehicle, a CNG vehicle, correct? Multiple times. My very first entry into alt fuels was a Honda Civic, a 1998 Honda Civic that ran exclusively on CNG. And I'm driving a bifuel F1. 50 probably folks are going how many cars do you have out there uh, but uh, i've got an f-150 that that runs on both gasoline and cng because sometimes i have to trailer my little electric car somewhere in the state because it's just a low-speed car 
or we're doing something, you know, where a, a truck is needed. And I'm also interested in promoting CNG, Casey, because it, it is so clean, particularly if it's derived from renewable natural gas. But to your to your question, Casey, it could be a fleet that's using CNG, like, say, a waste management that's done incredible things. And I think they're running 11,300 CNG trash trucks instead of diesel. But it also might be someone like Sean Register in Savannah who is building the port fueling center nine-tenths of a mile from the port and putting a whole bunch of CNG pumps in there so that a company like, say, Shaw Carpet or UPS or others that are going back and forth between Savannah and, say, Atlanta, so that they've got a place down there on that end to fill up. Yeah. Well, and, you know, battery electric isn't quite ready for medium or long haul duty, um, but CNG can have a big impact on the carbon emissions of those uh, right now. And, you know, related to that, moving on, the next one we've got here is uh, the Best Fleet Transition Award. So, Tim, what, what are we looking for on that one? I think it, it's, it's hard to move from the status quo to something else. And so when I company decides you know what we're going to transition our fleet over from gasoline to partially electric or partially hybrid like athens went from gasoline to hybrids atlanta took i think about 80 of their vehicles and moved them over to electric but there are probably a whole lot more companies out there or institutions or cities or counties that's doing this, Casey, and we want to hear about it. That's why we're encouraging you to send a simple email to my assistant, Faith Henning, at fhenning at psc.ga.gov, and nominate someone for any of the categories that we're talking about. We'll pop these up on Matters Radio, but we need to hear from you because you're our eyes and ears to recognize these great sustainability achievements hit us up on twitter at matters radio or email faith um last two as we round out the the segment here and close out the show best recycling and reuse award and tim you know we've had a guest on the show before that talked about really creative reuse of materials rather than putting them in the landfill taking old fire hoses or things like that and, and repurposing them and i imagine there's probably some pretty creative uses out there for materials uh both in reuse and you know in recycling was just hearing this morning about the new battery recycling plant that's been announced in the eastern part of the state, Covington, somewhere around there. You may have more details. Yeah, some really interesting stuff there, and, and we're looking forward to hearing more about it from folks. Yeah, there are companies that are committed to not putting stuff in the landfill, so they actually may take valuable storage space and keep stuff that they don't need while they're trying to find someone that can use it for something. And Uh, We want to give a shout out to that. Oftentimes, Casey, these companies that are doing this good stuff, nobody recognizes it. And I want to I want to recognize it. That's why for everybody that's nominated, we're going to mention them on the radio. We're going to we're going to take a segment all throughout the summer and and just jump into everybody that's been nominated for any category and give them a shout out. Absolutely. Well, last category as we uh, wrap up here, um, and Tim, I know this is something near and dear to your heart, but uh, best sustainability project for an underserved community. Yeah, I hope someone nominates that Gullah Geechee uh, solar that we did down there. I'm, you know, I am not voting on any of these. I've got a, a panel of judges 
24 judges that you know will be making the decision on all these but that's the kind of thing that we're talking about casey is taking folks that couldn't have afforded something and someone else jumping in and doing it for them in this case it was a thirty-five thousand dollar pavilion but we invite you to look at those and get back to us well casey that wraps up the 18 categories folks can email fhenning at psc.ga.gov with your nomination and we're going to recognize these all throughout the summer thanks for tuning in today for listening to energy matters i'm tim eccles and i hope you have a great weekend Tim Eccles of Energy Matters here for Solar Sun World. No doubt you've seen solar panels popping up all over the state. If you want the precision of German engineering when it comes to solar, Solar Sun World is for you. Gerd and all the folks at Solar Sun World understand the complexities of solar and how to make it work for you. From tax credits to inverters to accelerated depreciation, they'll advise you on the best path forward. And Solar Sun World now offers power purchase agreements. Find them at solarsunworld.com, solarsunworld.com. Everyone has tough times in their life. By checking the project share box at the bottom of your utility bill, you can make life a little easier for your neighbors. Your one, two, or five dollar checkoff is matched by the utility and then used by the Salvation Army to help folks having a tough time paying their energy bills. It's that easy. Join PSC Commissioner Tim Eccles and many others by donating via your power bills this year. See more by clicking projectshareinfo.com. And thank you.